Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us and starting your Super Bulldog weekend, although it technically started last night. Uh, here with us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners out there taking care of uh, sorry, our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Always want to start your day the right way. That's with a trip through the drive through at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo in Tupelo. Be sort of weird if Brupolo was in Shaw. Just just be brew. Yeah, Shaw. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do with there. So, yeah. Where where is Shaw again? I believe it's in the Delta. Is that in the Delta? I think it is. I'm like ninety percent sure now, but I, I can't not know. So we got. So yesterday we had a we had a choir event for Easter. I was looking at my phone at the radar. The rain was coming through, and I zoomed in on the Delta, and I showed the guys next to me. I said, "Every single little town you see in here has somebody famous from it." Yeah. Shaw is in the Delta up to on 278 between Leland and Cleveland. You can find someone famous from every single little area in the Delta. Sledge, Drew. Drew. Shaw. Drew, Drew. I don't know who's from Shaw. Somebody can Bound probably by tell us. Bound by you. I mean, just, just throw a dart in one of those places and you'll find someone that did something. You're just not wrong. You're not wrong. Man, look at this map. Takes me back to there's Anguilla. We used to play high school football there. My goodness. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get back to business here. As you know, whatever kind of coffee machines on your front counter, coffee, there's coffee available at StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com for you to order and have shipped right to your door, so you can always start your day off on the right foot. College Corner, CollegeCornerStore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else because nobody else has the selection. The College Corner has whatever you're looking for for yourself, your family, your house, your car, your tailgate. They've got it at College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can only shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco will be rocking and rolling this weekend. Please make it on your to-do list to go by and check out Starville's best Mexican restaurant. It's not your typical Mexican restaurant. It's something different. It's something delicious. It's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's tacos like you've never had before. Come in, grab a margarita or one of their great uh, local beers that we have uh, available there. Grab some tacos and enjoy a meal that you can't get just anywhere else. It's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's humble taco. I think the idea might be for a firehouse subs today for lunch. If you're looking for something easy, and something good, that's the place to go. Download the Firehouse Subs app, place your order, it'll be ready within minutes, and when you use that app, you pile up the reward points, and you are getting a great deal for yourself right now and a great deal in the future. There are locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. 
We got to start off, though, by going to our one and only correspondent here on the show. The big story, obviously, is going to be what happened with Mississippi State baseball in this uh, series opener for Super Bulldog weekend against the Auburn Tigers. Brandon Smith on the hill for the Bulldogs. How did it all pan out? One man knows for sure. Let's go now to our one and only correspondent here on the th- on Thunder and Lightning, Future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is Future Brian reporting to you from the future. Mississippi State takes the words walk off very literally as in the uh, bottom of the ninth tie ball game, 6-6, six to six, Luke Hancock walks with the bases loaded, and State gets a much, much needed 7-6 to six wins over the Auburn Tigers. Game that saw a few lead changes, State led, Auburn led, State ties it up, Auburn gets the lead back, and then State goes and gets the game won in the ninth inning. Good game for Brandon Smith, pitched five quality innings, left with the lead. Uh, Brooks Auger comes in and, eh, not great. <laughs> just, just not great. Gives up three runs and State uh, falls behind five to three. Then later in the game, Auger would leave the game with an apparent arm injury. It looked like he was doing the same things that Landon Sims was doing when he got hurt. So we'll await word on that, obviously. Probably won't get it this weekend, but uh, Mississippi State could be down another pitcher in a season where they really can't afford to be down uh, anybody. State would come back in the bottom of the seventh. A couple of solo home runs there by Brad Cumbus and R.J. Yeager would tie the game at five. Top of the eighth, though, State gives it right back. Pico Khan, uh, who pitched pretty well, but he made one mistake and it turned into a uh, home run that made it a six to five game. Then in the bottom of the ninth, a lot of wackiness. Uh, one of, I mean... <laughs> You remember last weekend against LSU, State uh, lost, or they didn't, well, that's not why they lost, but the one run LSU had coming into the top, the bottom of the ninth, or the top of the ninth, was in an inning with no hits. Here we go. Cullum Clark walks, Cumbitz reaches on a fielder's choice, uh, if that's what they want to call it. There was an error on the play that allowed Clark to advance to second. Uh, Tanner Leggett comes in, gets the bunt down, both, got, both runners move up. Intentional walk to Jaeger, so they load the bases to set up the force. Wild pitch, and Kellum Clark scores where he had to dive headfirst into the plate to beat the tag. That tied the game. They intentionally walk Cam James to load up the bases to set up the force, and then they walk Luke Hancock to walk it off. So State gets State gets the two runs without two runs without benefit of a hit, and gets the win uh, seven to six. And like I said uh, to start the game or to start the, uh, the the broadcast here. What a much-needed win for Mississippi State. I am not going to come out here and tell you that this is going to be the spark to something great. State's going to reel off three or four series wins in a row, and we're going to look back at this. I said it today on Sports Talk Mississippi. I will say it again. It is a one-day-at-a-time proposition with Mississippi State right now. It is win today, let today take care of itself, and then go on to the next day. There can be no looking ahead. Uh, they have to win every game for quite a while. State could go for a 10-game winning streak. If they won 10 in a row, I might feel pretty confident about their ability to uh, to get into the NCAA tournament. They needed this win tonight, but the thing is they need to win, you know, as you're listening here on Friday. They need to listen, or they need to win on Saturday. They need to win in the midweek next week. And then when they go to Ole Miss, they need to win some more. State needs wins. That, that's all it's about right now. Uh, we talked to Teddy Cahill today on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi on Thursday, I should say. 
And, you know, he made it pretty clear. You know, it's just about wins. State's RPI is low. They have to keep stacking up wins. This was a good win, though. And a game that, you know, it looked so similar to last week. You know, that State had had opportunities uh, early in the game. The first four guys get on base. State has bases loaded and nobody out. They get a couple of runs, but it felt like it could have been more. And then Auburn slowly chips away, chips away, and then the dam breaks and they get the lead. And then State comes back. It felt like the Saturday game, to be totally honest, against LSU. Auburn gets that solo home run the same way LSU did to, to take the lead. And you think, okay, well, State's going to lose 6-5. to five, And then they find a way in the most – I mean, it's so improbable the way that they, they won that game. You know, with the bottom of the order coming up, to win and get two runs without benefit of a hit is, is, is it's just something, uh, to say the least. But Parker Stinnett, I don't know if I mentioned him or not, he pitched the top of the ninth and gets the win. Uh, you know, interesting decision. You know, six, it was 6-5. to five. You got to stay in the game. Stinnett has been so unlucky all year. Uh, or just bad, depending on what you want to look at. But he comes in and is able to to get out of that inning with no no damage done and give his team a chance to win. Uh, Casey Hunt did not pitch tonight, so that's good news for Mississippi State. Uh, they should have him available for the rest of the weekend. Uh, who also who didn't pitch tonight as well? That would that would be like a difference maker. I mean, Pico Khan could certainly come back. Uh, he only pitched an inning. Drew Talley pitched an inning. He could come back as well. But it does appear Mississippi State's going to be without the services of Brooke Aug- Brooks Auger for at least the rest of the weekend, and and I you know just just making a guess here that it's probably going to be a little bit longer than that if if not if at all. Uh, but a good game for Mississippi State. One one I thought one of the keys for State you can never let a team's best player beat you. You got to you got to work around that guy. Sonny Deshera one for four on the night uh, with a strikeout. Didn't have a great game. He stranded a couple of runners, so he didn't have his best game. Another also of note for uh, for Auburn, two of their better relievers, Skipper and Book Burkhalter, both pitched tonight and both threw over forty pitches. So maybe State can attack that bullpen uh, this weekend. Haven't heard anything regarding the weather. Uh, there's apparently as, as as we sit here right now, uh, it is still all systems go for Friday and Saturday. Uh, Six o'clock first pitch on uh, Friday. As they will attempt to, uh, to you know, the weather is coming on Saturday. We're just going to see if they can work around it or not. I was told that both coaches were pretty, I don't know if adamant's the right word, because you understand how weather works, but they really would like to keep this a three-game series. They would prefer not to play a Friday doubleheader. Uh, if that is going to happen, I imagine that news will uh, be uh, broadcast pretty early in the day on Friday to give everybody an opportunity to try to get up here in Starkville for Game 1. My, my guess is Game 2 would remain at 6, and Game 1, if there was a doubleheader, would be something like you know, 2 o'clock. Which would... <laughs> I mean, you hate to see this, but what a disaster of a Super Bulldog weekend if that that, that would be. Your, your Super Saturday game gets canceled. Uh, but like I said, as it stands right now, you know they're, they're, gonna, they're still holding firm. Uh, for that Friday Saturday uh, game, and of course the spring game uh, as well on uh, on Saturday. So seven to six is the final for the Bulldogs. A game, like I said, that they absolutely had to have, and now they play another game that they absolutely have to have, and then they'll play another game after that that they absolutely have to have. A sweep would do so much for Mississippi State. State's four and eight. If they finish, if they finish this weekend seven and eight. I mean, you're fine. You're, I mean, you're honestly fine. I don't know if you're fine in terms of, of the NCAA tournament, but you're fine in terms of getting to Hoover and and going from there. And then next weekend, if you can come out of that nine and nine, 
you're fine. You're, you're, you're getting, you're stacking up the wins that you need to get. Then you go to Missouri. Can you come out of that? 11 and 10. And then at 11 and 10, this is the comment I made on Sports Talk. And, and I, tell you, I, think I, I think I'm right, but I could be wrong. You know, when you look at State's SEC record, add three losses to it. Because when they play Tennessee at the end of the year, chances are they're going to get swept. Now, full disclosure, if we had had this conversation in 2018, I would have said, hey, when they play Florida at the end of the year, they're going to get swept. We all know what happened there. State did the sweeping that weekend. And maybe you get a situation where Tennessee's already wrapped everything up and they're just coasting on in to postseason play, and you can get some wins. Possibly that could be the case. But... You know, State's 5-8 and uh, eight right this second. But in reality, I, I'm looking at them as, you know, think about it in terms of their 5-11. and 11. They need to get to 500 and then take it from there. So they need six wins in these next, you know, well, six out of seven would be asking a lot. I don't know if they can do that or not. I don't know if they can sweep Auburn. And then you know sweep Ole Miss, and then I don't know take two of three. That would be seven. That would be eight wins out of nine. That puts you over five hundred uh, in this scenario, obviously. So we'll see. Ole Miss got the win tonight. They 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 were able they crushed South Carolina, uh, but you know they're in the same boat as Mississippi State. They need to keep winning. What an inter- what an unbelievable situation. Who would have guessed that before the season that both of these teams you know the next week they're basically being playing to see who finishes last in the West. Never would have dreamed that in a million years. Never never. But. It is what it is. Uh, a couple of things before I, I get out of here. Uh, we, uh, oh gosh, oh gosh, what was I, I? I remember one. I had two though. Let's just do the one that I remember, and we'll go from there. Uh, <laughs> today on Sports Talk Mississippi, four fifty-three, and he'll stay with us for two segments. Coach Mike Leach will join us live on the air uh, for two segments here on today's uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. So you won't want to miss that. Talk to the head football coach uh, of the Mississippi State Bulldogs uh, for, like I said, for, for two full segments. We'll have them for about 25 minutes uh, total. Uh, I think I, I think the 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 plan and yeah, it's a plan. You never know how those going to go. And honestly, with Leach, you never know that how it's going to go to get him on the air. But the plan is to blow out what we call blow out the commercial break. So there may not be a commercial break. We may just talk to him straight on through. Uh, from five to five oh six, which is normally our commercial time. So, and then you know we'll, the the news break and all that. I think our plan right now is to skip through that and to try to keep Leach on uh, for that whole uh, time period. So you have that uh, to look forward to. Should be a lot of fun uh, talking to the head head football coach of Mississippi State. Um, yeah, there was another thing. I swear there was, but I don't remember what it is. And if I do, I'll tweet about it. So, all right, guys. Uh, let's take you back to the guys. They're going to give you some spring game preview, such as it is, uh, and then they'll wrap the show up. want to thank you guys for tuning in. This, oh, I, I, I remember what it was. I remember what it was. So regular Brian's going to do the Two Brothers ad in just a minute, but I did want to tell you that uh, he didn't have this information at the time. Today at Two Brothers, uh, Jeff Simmons and Tyree Phillips will be there. They're holding an autograph session. You can go in there, get an autograph with two great Bulldog superstars, and, of course, enjoy some great food. And fun at Two Brothers. So don't miss that today at Two Brothers. Uh, Jeff Simmons and Tyree Phillips will be there uh, live and in living color. All right, let's take it back to the studio to present Brian and Robbie. All right, thanks to future Brian for that good news or bad news. We don't know. Whatever the news was, we thank you. It's news. Hey, and by the way, yes, um, while future Brian, Brian was talking, I found out 
Boo Ferris is from Shaw, Mississippi. There you go. And your own Paul Gallo. I did not know Mr. Gallo was from Shaw, but now we get it. Once again, you're correct that somebody famous is always going to be from one of those cities. It's, just, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you yeah. can that there might be one little spot in the Delta where there's just nobody famous from there, but I doubt it. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's, especially if, if you know if you're into blues or into music, there's got to be there's always going to be a musician from those towns. No question. Yeah, no question about. Hey, it. Uh, um, Super Bulldog weekend. We're going to have ton of former players in town, a ton of celebrities, um, a ton of delinquents like Brandon Walker. Colin Hill is in town. I just saw him tweet out. He has popped his location. He is down in Starkville. So there you go. Just throwing that out there. Good to hear. All right. Let's talk about this, uh, this quote spring game, unquote, again, and we've said it a few times here. Please do not show up at Davis Wade Stadium expecting a traditional split squad, maroon and white game, some first-teamers on both sides. It's just not going to be that way. It's going to be ones versus ones, twos versus twos, and, and they'll, they'll mix some things up. It is going to be more of a practice with a heavy dose of scrimmage than, than anything resembling a, a, an actual game. Uh, they will not keep score at, at, this, at this thing. Now, they will compile stats. And we'll have those stats for you, hopefully, on, on uh, Monday, Thunder and Lightning. But this isn't, again, I, I just don't want people showing up and being disappointed. And, you know, people are already disappointed, by the way, that it's not called the maroon and white game anymore. It's just the maroon white game. Do you see this? Is it just maroon dash white? Yes. I've kinda, that's kind of how I've been writing it over the years. Yeah, because you know, evidently Texas A&M has claimed the maroon and white game. So, Oh, God. It just never ends. Uh, well, they, the, these two these two teams pretty much share the same jerseys, so why not share the same name for their spring game? Exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. Um, so anyhow, I think state state should switch to Nike just for that reason that they basically get the same stuff that A and M gets. They really do. That is a show in and of itself, though. We don't need to go too far down that road. You'll hear, you might hear a wolf howl in the background if you start talking about that. <laughs> End Zone 11 will show up. Um, They're already mad that the robot is making lines on the softball field. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I don't, like, again, we don't need to go into these particular uh, ideas right now. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we talked last week, you know, who are we interested in seeing? We talked about Sawyer Robertson a little bit, some of these other guys. Did you see anybody when we went watch practice last week that you, that now you want to see again? Because to me, there's there's two guys, Ellington and Antonio Harmon, are the two guys I'm going to have a, a little bit of an eye on. Yeah, I've been kind of keeping an eye on them anyway. After I saw Ellington that first practice, I'm gonna I'm actually going to go out to practice. I think some on uh, Thursday to just get another look, and I I like to see the team as much as I can, and not just I, I don't like to get to where you know, like last year, everybody saw Jack Abraham and Will Rogers in that spring game and thought, oh, Jack Abraham is greater than Will Rogers. And when in reality, Will Rogers had been having the better practices and the better scrimmages. So I, I like to I like to take in at least four or five practices. I've been a two so far, plus the scrimmage. I'm going to go to a practice on Thursday. So I like to get as, get my eyes on guys as much as I can to see if there's some consistency there. Mm-hmm. So that you know, those two are are two that I've been keeping an eye on. 
Katravian Hargrove, I, that run he had the other day just kind of like made my eyeballs pop a little bit. His, the running style, the athleticism, the speed, I think there's something there with that kid. I think he can be pretty good. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get too, um, you know, gung-ho about it, but I, I'd like to see him a little more and see what he can do because he looks really athletic. Yeah. It's definitely the, the guys we haven't seen that, I, that I'm more interested in. Deshaun Page is another mm-hmm. one of those guys. Uh, Jackie Matthews is another one of those guys. Um, I, I don't – I didn't – he just didn't stand out, but I'd like to see what Marcus Banks – these are the newcomers that we want to see. From a veteran perspective, is there, is there a particular guy that you've seen a lot of, but now you want to see has he taken it to another level or, or you know, what's, 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 his, what's his 2022 going to look like? Is there a veteran you've got an eye on? Um, maybe maybe um, Tyrus Wheat. I want to see a little more of him. He was just okay last year. And, you know, maybe he maybe he becomes a better – an even better player when Jordan Davis gets back to 100%. I mean, I, I feel like that can open up some things for him. But he's a guy – and then some of the safeties too. I, I want to see those guys really kind of lock things down there and give you something to be excited about. Colin Duncan, Sean Preston, Jalen Green, those guys we talked about the other day. I think – I want to see a little more out of them and see what they can do um, and see if they can kind of sustain some success. That's an interesting one for, for sure. For, for me, you know, I, defensively, and I wish Jordan Davis was out there, but DeMonte Russell, Randy Charlton, the defensive end, State has got to be a little bit more dynamic in the pass rush this year. And obviously in a scrimmage, it's difficult because they're not really, you know, they're not going to sack the quarterback. But they, if they can get back there, if they're forcing Rodgers and Robertson to, to step up into the pocket or to scramble, that's, that's a good sign for me. I think Russell is kind of due to have a, a, a big season. He's a guy that, you know, coming out of high school that I was very high on because I thought he could be a dynamic pass rusher for Mississippi State. Obviously, the, uh, the, the, the car wreck that he was in has, has you know, uh, delayed his progress. But by the end of the season last year, I thought he was a solid contributor. He's a guy that could be a big-time player for Mississippi State this year. I think he can provide a little bit of that pass rush that's, been, that's really been missing from the end position for quite a while for Mississippi State. When's the last time State? I mean, Montez Sweat probably is the answer to this, right? It's 18. So that's, that's you know, you're talking three seasons without having a really good pass rushing defensive end uh, at Mississippi. Maybe Marquise Spencer. A little bit, he, but not not as not as good as it, as it could. He wasn't just a, he wasn't right. just a, like the edge rush edge right. rusher, especially that Sweat was. But right. and Kobe Jones, really solid player, but again, just not that that feared pass rusher off the edge. State has got to have that guy this year. And if it's Russell or Jordan Davis or, you know, somebody else, if somebody else decides to step up, that's something to watch for. And then, you know, he didn't practice last week, but we'll see if Emmanuel Forbes is back out there this week because I want to see if he's taking on a little bit more of a leadership role. Is he sort of talking to the defense, not just to the cornerbacks, but across the defense? I mean, I think that's the best player on the field when State's on defense. And I think, you know, he's got to be a leader out there. So that's something to watch. And then, of course, we'll have an eye on the kicking game with Massimo Massimo and George. We got to have an eye on that. Hopefully, everybody brings the TIFO and brings the banners this weekend. So when he makes field goals, we can uh, we can start seeing those. I can't wait for George George Poulos or whatever his name is. I'm going Georgopoulos. Just Georgopoulos. Okay, George Georgopoulos and Massimo Biscardi to be one and two in your depth chart 
for uh, kicker and punter. That's what it's going to be, though. I mean, George Georgopoulos. Georgopoulos. You know, Greeks, Italians. You've got Steph the there. The Greek freak. You got Steph there. Stefan from, uh, from Serbia. I'm from Lebanon. We just basically control the whole Mediterranean here. It's Mississippi State. You know? I'm from Germany, several generations down the line. Somewhere. It has nothing to do with the Mediterranean Sea. You're, you're thousands of miles away. Well, maybe hundreds of miles, maybe not thousands, but still. But still. Yeah. Anyway. Is there anything else we're missing here? I mean, the fact that it's not a game kind of, you know, lends itself to the, it's difficult to make predictions for it. It's difficult to say, you know, we're looking for this, that, and the other. You know, I'll, I want to see the stats, but, you know, I guess you want to see like a, a core group of seven, eight guys getting the most of the catches. Uh, we'll see what, what Marks and Johnson can bring in the running game. But the, 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 this, the very nature of this scrimmage makes it difficult to predict it. I want to see more speed option, Brian. I know you do. I need more speed option. I feel like the only time we see speed option is spring and fall practices. They ran it, what, like three times last year? Uh, they ran, they ran it like five times, times yeah. in the scrimmage the other day. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it's Mike Leach just, you know, screwing with us. Like, oh, look, look what I'm, look what I'm pulling out of the hat here. Some speed option. Nope. I'm not going to run the speed option. No. It's or the jet not, sweep. It's not going to be that way. So, yeah, it's just like I said, it, it's just going to be difficult to predict. Basically, at this point, you just want to see everybody healthy. Of course, there's another week of practice to go and another scrimmage to go after this. This is, this is not even the, uh, the end of, of all of this. We still have another week to talk about this. So, for Mississippi State, like I said, it's just about keeping healthy and just continuing to progress. I said it a, a couple weeks ago, and I say it again. You know, I think this team is going to be improved. It's reasonable to assume this team will be improved in 2022 there's no reason to doubt that as we sit here today um so it's just about seeing them do that just about seeing you know rogers being accurate in the pocket and receivers making the catches and looking like somebody's going to step into makai polk's role and defensively just being a little bit better and i think the the return of jordan davis helps you in, in that aspect quite a bit so we'll see where it all where it all takes us all right uh robbie and i'll be back tomorrow not tomorrow that, sunday sunday We'll recap. Well, I guess so. Sunday's Eastern Sunday. What do you want to do there? Um, you want, you want to night. Saturday evening. Mm, it, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, we'll figure it out. Because I'm just trying to give everybody here a schedule for you know when to expect the podcast. So we'll figure that out, and we'll be back with you uh, very very soon. Have a great uh, Super Bulldog weekend. Have a great Easter weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.